passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of BXB, Bronx Baseball, the Yankees podcast from Odyssey and WFAN, along with my co-host, Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy, and we are joined by a very special guest. You know him as number 51, Bernie Williams. Bernie, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Doing great, man. About three and a half weeks removed from uh, total knee replacement surgery. Wow. How's that working out for you? Baby, it's been a struggle, but it's it's good, man. Yeah, I uh, joined the ranks of people that uh, told me I wish I could have done it earlier. Uh, but uh, it, yeah, it has been uh, quite an ordeal. Uh, big aggressive uh, surgery, you know, removing you know part of your body, you know, inserting something else, and uh, get you walking, and uh, trying to get uh, you know your knee to uh, to to start working again and uh, get some normalcy. Uh, has been a, a big challenge, but uh, man, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, you know the rest of my life with this new knee. So uh, it's going to allow me to do a whole bunch of things. You know, hopefully the softball game this year is going to be <laughs> a lot better. I'll be able to run actually. You got you're going to have to well, you, Keith. are going to have to race next time, maybe. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah, he was giving Mariano a run for his money, though. <laughs> You He's said still young, Bernie. That's the problem. You said you said you got the knee surgery and you're gonna be back better than ever. I said better than ever. I'm thinking back to the 90s, 2000s. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> that, that's all wishful thinking right now. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a man. Memory. That's it, man. That's uh, but listen, the 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 softball game that Keith played in, I haven't gotten to yet. Scheduling's been an issue, but you guys have it every year in Ridgefield. It's all for all your all your work you're doing off the field now with IPF, uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, uh, the disease that unfortunately took your dad over 20 years ago now. And I know you've devoted a lot of time and energy to to just pushing out the awareness and using your yeah. music to kind of help do that. Your latest effort, which across the screen, for those of you who are watching the video feed, is it's uh, tune into lunghealth.com. What can you tell us about it, Bernie? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for mentioning that. Tune in, tune into Lung Health. It's kind of like the latest reiteration of this effort that we have been uh, uh, sort of partnering with uh, uh, Ringer Engelheim over the last, wow, man, over the five, six years now. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's an effort geared towards, you know, educate people and raise awareness about interstitial lung disease, uh, which uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis is one of those. You got about, about 200 of these types of diseases, this uh, uh, pulmonary diseases that are in this umbrella, and they're called in interstitial lung diseases. 
Uh, and uh, Tune Into Lung Health is uh, basically geared towards uh, educating people about these type of diseases and, uh, uh, you know, let, letting people know, uh, you know, that there's resources out there uh, to improve the quality of the life of the patients. Uh, and, uh, you know, ultimately uh, using uh, all of that and music as, as a resource to uh, help people dealing with the anxiety and uh, uh, all the, uh, uh, you know, things that come with uh, the burden of uh, carrying, you know, you know, carrying the burden of uh, these diseases, uh, you know, the people that uh, are suffering them from them, the people that are taking care of the patients, you know, uh, it's a, a, a big effort. And, uh, you know, doing it in uh, as a tribute to my father that uh, died from uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, as you said, in 2001, uh, it's one of the things that I do every year. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah, it's fantastic work you, you've done for a long time. You're tying the music into it now, and the music is th as part of therapy. As I mean, it's kind of a natural thing for you to kind of use that platform, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, music has been a really important part of my life. I mean, since I was a little kid, you know, I went to a performing arts high school, and uh, I was able to utilize music in my in my life as a resource, you know, to you know release stress. You know, everybody that knew me in the clubhouse, they knew that I had a guitar there. Uh, and I was always playing music. You know, everybody that uh, kind of came into the clubhouse, I had a couple of celebrities coming in, rock stars, you know, Bruce Springsteen, the Bon Jovi, you know, people like that coming in. Sir uh, Paul McCartney one time, uh, you know, they, they knew that I was a musician and uh, it was just a great treat to uh, kind of like incorporate that part of my life into, you know, my life in sports. Uh, and, uh, you know, before I forget, I always uh, wanted to give the, also the information to uh, tell me to lung health dot com, which is, you know, the website that people should, uh, you know, go into, uh, try to get, uh, you know, educated and uh, know a little bit more about these uh, diseases. So thank you so much for uh, letting me mention that. Tune into longhealth.com. Keith, don't let him fool you. He didn't have any stress. This guy was asleep half an hour before facing Pedro Martinez. Who was the stress? <laughs> Yeah, it was easy. That's right, man. Walk in the park, oh, man, huh? That's, that's the official story. The unofficial story is that I was meditating, trying to get into my <laughs> zen, you know. Uh, but uh, whatever it is that I did, you know, it kind of worked. So, you know, why try to fix, you know, something that I wasn't broken? So, But I, I did have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, a, a slight backlash because they were you know, seeing that uh, – Maybe this guy might not be ready to play these games, but I was just preparing mentally, you know, in my in my own mind, in my own uh, way to try to play these really important games in my career. So it did work, though. I'm usually Keith's usually sleeping before the show. So, I mean, we, we, we keep the same routine. Well, I'll be on air till 2 a.m. And then we'll do the podcast at 9 a.m. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that, yeah, that's a different story, man. You just got to get some, uh, you got to get some, some, some caffeine on you. That's right. That's right. I do. I have plenty of energy drinks and green tea and and all of that. And I'm running off of six hours of sleep most days, so it's fine. It's Ooh, fine, man. Yeah, yeah. So, Bernie, you just sure you get your rest, man. You just mentioned something that made me think of two things. Um, one, like the the clubhouse and being prepared and uh, being ready to compete. And two, you know, when I came out there for the softball game, I was like nervous. I was gonna suck. I thought I wasn't going to be any good. I'm out there with you and Mariano and Jeff Nelson and Jake Peavy. But uh, something that I took from that game, and I've shared this on air, Mariano, yourself, you guys addressed the team, and you basically said, like, 
we're trying to win. We're not out here to lose. And we went down in that game, but we came back and we, we never looked back after, after that. But I, I've told people on air, it doesn't matter if it's the World Series or if it's a softball game for charity in Connecticut. Bernie and Mariano, those guys are locked in. They're competing. They're ready to win. So can you speak about that competitive nature, what it was like in the clubhouse back then with Mo and Jeter and those guys and how that's just a way of life. That's just a way of competing. That's just a, a way of approaching the game. Yeah, yeah, I think you're, you're, you're right. Uh, uh, you know, it, it was just a, a, an attitude that we had in the clubhouse that sort of, you know, sort of trickle into every aspect of our lives. You know, it's like, you know, being uh, able to be in a position where you're in a, in a competitive situation, you play to win. You know, it's like Herm Edwards, man. You play to win the game, uh, and it doesn't matter. Uh, so it, it is an interesting thing because uh, uh, sometimes we we tend to qualify. You know how important these games are. Is it a regular season game? Is it a spring training game? Is it a softball game? Is it, is it darts? Is it a pool? Is it you know I don't know whatever it is. Uh, but I think having a, a winning attitude and an attitude that that uh, uh, allows us to compete to the best of our abilities and not take anything for granted is something that we uh, as a team took, you know, to heart. Uh, and it didn't matter what kind of game it was and how much money these guys were making. That was just a byproduct. Uh, the main thing was to play the game. And to be as good as you could be at that particular day in that particular game, uh, and uh, just to take it a day at a time. And I think that uh, a lot of that attitude, you know, was you know probably from the front office all the way down. You know, Mr. Steinbrenner, obviously a very demanding owner. He invested a lot in the team, but he wanted his his return. Obviously, Joe Torre was kind of like the common presence, but that whole attitude still was there you know you're winning uh, we we're winning we're uh, we're building a, a winning attitude uh, team and it came from uh, joe tore the coaches even the clubhouse guys you know they wanted to be the best you know so it, it, it was what it was one thing that was very pervasive through the whole organization and uh now here you know i see it happening i have a great opportunity, a, a, a great blessing to uh, the Yankees had allowed me to uh, do my physical therapy from this knee surgery down in the minor league complex, uh, oh, which yeah. is something that is very rare. They don't really do it a lot, but I figured I, I had some sweat equity <laughs> that I haven't invested. So <laughs> I'm sure. they, they allowed me to, you know, the privilege to go out there and uh, and uh, work with them. And I, it, it is an inspiring thing. You know, I wish I was still playing, you know, and, and, but I see that same attitude in the minor leaguers and the people that are coming in from rehab. It's something that kind of go, trickles from the top all the way down to the bottom. And uh, I think it's one of the things that have made, uh, has made this organization the organization that, that it has been, you know, for almost a century plus years. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
you. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Bernie, what kind of looks are you getting around the minor league complex from people? Hey, like, are you are you going there in full uni so they remember who you are? <laughs> What's happening there? No, man. I, I think some of the people are, you know, they, they kind of introduce themselves, you know, and you get a little talk here and there. And it's not the Bernie <laughs> so, but all in all, man, you, you get treated like royalty there. You know, once you know that you're part of this, you know, great run that the team has had and being part of a uh, World Series championship team, uh, I get my picture out there, you know, trickling yeah. some of these, you know, my numbers retired there. They have a little bit of a Hall of Fame there with, uh, you know, with Derek and, and uh, Pettit and Mariano and Jorge and all those guys, you know, and to go all the way back, you know, to Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio. They have this wall of people, uh, you know, sprinkled in places to remind the players, hey, man, these are the guys and you are part of this, you know, fraternity of uh, – you're playing for something bigger than yourself and you're just keeping the, you know, the, the wheels going on, on something that has been going on for more than a hundred years ago. So you feel privileged and honored to be part of this organization and, and work hard to, to be a, a part of it in the big leagues and be, a, uh, you know, have a chance to win some championships for the, for this organization. So uh, they, they have a, they have a pretty, uh, pretty nice uh, well-oiled machine down there. Keith, the competitiveness that you're talking about, I saw this. I'll never forget this. My first year in 2001, for about a week straight on a road trip, I watched Derek Jeter and Tino Martinez play Connect Four, you know, the board game with the checkers. Yeah. I watched them play. Kids I don't remember this, Bernie. They brought in an entire West Coast road trip, and they spent about an hour every day before BP playing Connect Four and the competitive battles just playing a kid's game. That's where it clicked for me. It clicked for you watching it on the softball field. It clicked for me watching them just play a kid's game. Man, they didn't they didn't want to lose to the other guy. They didn't want to lose at all. Bernie, like I mean, you saw it. It's whatever you competed in, it was to win. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think, you know, it's a great uh thing to have, a great mind frame to have. Uh, because I mean you spend so much time and effort, you know, trying to be the best player that you can be. You know, and uh, to have an opportunity to belong to an organization that really values that and puts a lot of stake into that, trying to assemble the best team that they could possibly assemble and then have that return in, the, in their investment uh, is a personal investment, is an emotional investment. Obviously, it's a, it's a material investment, too, with the money and all that. But I think you get in uh, into a, a, you know, a sense that, you know, I belong to something that is bigger than myself and I am contributing to this and as part of something that that will was there way before I was there and will still be going, you know, after I'm gone. And I, I see it, you know, going from a, a player to a guy that used to go there for rehab and now an ex-player from the outside in, seeing the same attitude, you know, kind of repeating itself. And uh, now in hindsight, looking, you know, uh, how that was very influential in my 
uh, formative years as a baseball player. And I just kind of defined, you know, the, the way that we sort of went about our business on a, on a daily basis. Bernie, um, you're my favorite player. And when I got into baseball, somebody asked me the other night, they're like, who was the first player and first team in sports that you, you know, fell in love with? I'm like, the Yankees winning World Series and then uh, seeing a darker skinned guy in center field. I wanted to be a center fielder when I started playing baseball. So to see um, to see you back around the organization, whether it's old timers day, some of the speaking arrangements that you've done at the stadium. You know, you just told us that you are in Tampa rehabbing. I love that. I feel like that is important. And there's conversation between the fans about, hey, where are some of these guys that we grew up watching? They need to be around the team to restore the Yankee way. You know, while the Yankees were struggling this summer, a lot of fans were saying, where are those guys at? They need to teach them, like, you know, you're wearing the pinstripe. So um, my question for you is, how has your relationship been with the organization? Uh, I know we had Derek Jeter's Hall of Fame night, and that was like the first time Jeter had been back. And then he also came back for the captain screening. And then there's, you know, talk around Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly is another guy. Donnie Baseball is another fan favorite that fans want back in the organization. He just signed with Toronto. So two-part question. I know it's long-winded. How is your relationship with the Yankees and the organization and coming back? It seems pretty good. And then what do you feel about Jeter and Donnie and, you know, their relationship and them coming back uh, to the Yankees organization? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think, you know, it's, I could probably approach it in, in many different ways, but the way that I will approach it is, is by saying this. Uh, uh, my relationship with the team itself, with the organization right now, is a lot better than it was maybe about two or three years before I retired. <laughs> <laughs> before? Uh, before I stopped before. playing, because uh, it, it is always uh, something that I kind of consider to be inevitable, which is the breakup. Once you start sort of feeling that the end is coming near, there is this this sort of tug of war between, you know, the team having faith in you that you can still do the job or maybe that lack of faith, you know, that kind of gets a little bit in your head and you feeling frustrated because you kind of want to keep going. And there's always this uh, sort of uh, controversial kind of breakup, uh, you know, for lack of a better expression, that you have to deal with. You know, once you get through that process... And then you start being that, start, you know, kind of assimilating more of a normal a kind of lifestyle. Then you start looking in hindsight, you know, about what you did and uh, all the things that you have accomplished within the organization. And then you come to terms and you come to have peace with your career. And that's when you're allowed yourself to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I can give back. I can give back. I have an opportunity to do a lot of the things that I never had an opportunity to do while I was playing baseball. I mean, you're talking about a person that for more than 20 years never knew what it was to go out to the beach <laughs> in the summer, you know, to, to have this opportunity to spend, you know, a really significant time with my kids, you know, with my family and, and uh, doing the things that I, you know, kind of like grew up doing when I was a kid that never really had an opportunity to do as a professional player. I think you you still have need to have an opportunity to do those things and say, hey, you know what it is to, you know, have a weekend where I say, hey, you know what, I don't have to wake up, you know, and feel, you know, feeling that I have to face Pedro or Roger Clemens or somebody like that. Once you get through that process and and, and play, you know, whatever it is that you play in your mind to kind of like get through that, you say, hey, you know what? 
you know, these these people still need some help. <laughs> and I still need to feel part of an organization. And I still feel that I can give back. And that's when you start feeling that you can reach out and say, hey, whether well, is motivational speaking, talking to corporations, you know, talking to sponsors, talking to the young guys, you know, really talking about your experience and how could that help them in their journey into this, you know, then you feel uh, rewarded. You feel like you know, it's a lot better to give than to receive and that you start getting into this attitude that, yeah, maybe I'm in a position now that I can help this organization be a little bit better. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, everybody that has gone through, uh, has gotten through my process of retiring, coming to terms with their career, knowing and, and saying, hey, I'm in peace with it. You know, I, I know that I could, could have done more, but I am happy with what I did. And now I can move on to do cer certain other things. Uh, then you come back and say, hey, it is great. You know, be a part of something, uh, you know, leaving the door open uh, and having the honor and the privilege to have the organization reach out to you and say, hey, maybe you can help us do this. You can help us do that. Uh, and leaving the door open as you, you know, exit from your career to still leave the door open for those opportunities to happen is, is a great blessing. So I, I figure that, you know, Don, they have their own journey with the Yankees. They're at the, they, have, they have their own journey with the organization. And whatever terms they kind of finish with, you know, they have to come to terms with that and then after that then they're in a they're in a position to say hey maybe i can come back maybe i can help maybe i can do things with the organization because let's face it once a yankee and once you know you had a career you know the top career that i had the type of career that derek had or maybe don Mattingly had you know you're always going to be revered and remembered as a yankee so it's always you know it it, it kind of fits the bill that you're you always feel like you can come back and help the organization in one way or another. So I think, you know, it, it comes in different ways and it comes at different times in people's lives. But I think you always gravitate to, to that part uh, because it's, it's, it's great. It's really rewarding, you know, having the opportunity to talk to young people and be a part of an organization that really gave you so much, you know, giving the opportunity to be the player that I was and uh, to enjoy the career that I had as a baseball player. So it's, it's a win-win it's a for everybody.